Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's final teaching in his series in the book of Hebrews called Honoring Honorable Leaders. Pray for them, pray for me, says Chrysostom. Pray for us, please pray. Because we desire to conduct ourselves honorably in all things and we know if we're gonna do it, we're gonna need your prayer. And I urge you, 19, all the more to do this that I may be restored to you the sooner. Now you can see that the author is not with them so he's urging continued prayer not only that they might do things well but to be restored back to them soon. This means that he believes that prayer could affect the outcome. We must bring into intercession the conviction that God can use our prayers to affect change when humanly speaking, says one author, change seems impossible. I know there's a theological debate on how much our prayers affect the ultimate plan of God. But let me just say, we've been called to pray, have we not? And this author says, I believe that God is going to use your prayers towards a restoration of our relationship. Traveling mercies, timing. Paul sometimes qualified it with Lord willing if this will happen, but he still says pray. Now the next two verses have become life verses for me. They're probably the most beautiful benediction you're gonna read in the Bible uh, when I share correspondence with people, I often end it with Hebrews 13, 20, and 21. Here's what it says. Now, he asked them to pray for him. Now he prays for them. Now the God of peace, who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you, in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom or to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So here's a New Testament prayer. I'm not sure that you and I have ever thought about this before, but this is a wonderful prayer to pray for those that you love in the Lord. Now, the God of peace. Now, some of the big themes of the book of Hebrews are captured in this benediction. You say, what's a benediction? It's like a closing prayer or blessing is what a benediction is. Now, the God of peace. God is the God of peace or shalom. His essence is peace. He's, he's never worried, never upset, never freaked out, never stressed out, never wondering what he's gonna do, never late, He's got none of that going on. He's ultimate serenity, if you will. He's the God of peace. He's got his plan. He's got all power, all knowledge, all grace, and he's called the God of peace. And that God of peace, what he is, he gives to us. The peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension in Christ Jesus, will guard your heart and your mind what he is he gives he is Ephesians 2:14 our peace 
Amen? Amen. He gives you shalom. In, in Jewish thought, it's well-being from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. It's to be well in God. You will keep him in shalom, shalom, whose mind is stayed on you, Isaiah 26, 3, because he trusts in you. Now may that God, that God of peace, every time you approach him in prayer, he gives you what he is. He gives you peace because he's the God of peace. He's also the God, father of mercy and God of all comfort, etc. When you draw near to him, you get his peace. You get his love. You get his compassion. You get everything that he is. His mercies new every morning. But you got to come. Amen. It's not just automatic. And that God of peace who brought up from the dead, here is the resurrection, the, the, you could say the verification, ratification that Jesus Christ is the Son of God by resurrection. Notice he, God brought him up from the dead. He is the great shepherd of the sheep. Jesus in John 10, 14 and 15, you remember it. He said, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. My sheep know my voice and they follow me. So in this uh, agrarian culture and especially in the Old Testament, and if you go to the Middle East today, you can see shepherds and sheep. You can see the relationship. It's a beautiful relationship uh, where the, the sheep actually do know their shepherd's voice and they can discern it from other voices. And they won't follow another shepherd, but they'll follow him. And he lays in the opening of the sheep pen to protect them. And it's this incredible image of what God does. He carries us. He, he heals us. He leads us to green pastures and quiet waters. He restores our soul. That's who he is. He's the great shepherd of the sheep. And this shepherd, what did he do? He laid down his life and through the blood, and this has been a central theme in the book of Hebrews, the superiority of the new covenant to the old, through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord. This is who he is. This is our great shepherd. Some, remember in the Hebrew church, were being tempted to follow a different voice, to move away from that great shepherd. But why would you do that? Why would you leave the one who loved you? Why would you leave the one who died for you? Why would you leave the blood of the eternal covenant? He died once for all, for all time. Your sins are paid for in full. Where else are you going to go for that? Nowhere else to go. Jesus is our peace, and he is the new covenant. His blood, his death, bring us peace with God. And the prayer is that he would equip you, 21 Katartizo is the common word for equipping. Two essential components of the word equip. It means to restore or mend and to prepare for use. It could speak of equipping, mending, divine enabling. The one he, whom he prays to, he says, he can equip you. God will equip you and he will enable you. The word from one writer says to repair things or people so that they can be useful. Another writer says God is not only able to supply what is necessary, but also to repair what is broken. When we're equipped, 
The word is used when uh, James and John were on the boat with their dad mending their nets. It can mean to set a bone. You break a bone, a doctor sets it. They say oftentimes that bone is stronger than it was before. That's katartizo, equip. Here's the image in everyday life. Let's just say that we were on a hockey team together and you're the goalie. Years ago, uh, the goalie had very little equipment. And so he often was missing teeth like a lot of modern day hockey players. Like, you know, and, and it, it's a brutal thing. That puck comes flying at you. But now you see everything he's got on. He's got those big old pads and big old leg pads. And he's got the stick and he's got, it used to be the Jason mask. <laughs> Remember that? Kind of scary. Anyway, now he's got the full helmet and the whole thing and he's padded up. It'd be like a baseball catcher. All right, here we go. Back in the day, baseball players only wore their regular cap to the plate. Do you know that? They didn't have helmets until, I don't know what the year was, but people started getting hit in the head and they thought, you know, we should probably do something about this. <laughs> Can you imagine being a catcher? Do you see how fast those, those foul balls, you know, and they'll hit the mass sometimes. You're like, how did that catcher you know, shake that off in five seconds and he's back. Imagine if he had no helmet on. Oh, that'd be ugly. You ever seen a pitcher deliver a pitch and get hit in the head? Line drive coming 105 miles an hour right back at you. In life, proper equipment is pretty important. Motocross, you know, you're driving a an auto uh, race, you know, you can think there's a lot of different areas where you need the right equipment. And this is the prayer that God would equip you. Now we're talking about kingdom stuff, spiritual stuff, the armor of God, the endowment of heaven, the power of the Holy Spirit, that he would equip you. And in some cases, that means he's got to mend you before you can be ready to fight the good fight. May he equip you in every good thing, 21, to do his will working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. We might offer those good sacrifices we studied last time. We might offer a sacrifice of praise. We might do good and share. It's all done through Jesus Christ, to whom or to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Do you see what the writer has done here? He's just given us a a way that we can pray. And maybe implied in that prayer is, this is how you could pray for me. I asked you to pray for me. Now, here's a prayer, but this is what I'm praying for you. And I think that this would be a wonderful thing for you and me to think about the next time I'm praying for a beloved brother or sister in Christ. Lord, would you equip them? Would you mend them where they need to be mended? Would you prepare them where they need to be prepared with the right equipment from heaven so that they can do what pleases you? Final few verses. But I urge you, brethren, bear with this word of exhortation. He's basically saying, I know this has not been an easy letter for you to deal with and to hear, but please bear with it because I could have written more, (laughs) end of 22. I've written to you briefly, right? I think every pastor, I I tell you, uh, and, and at Living Truth, it's kind of a running joke because the younger guys, have you noticed, they preach longer than I do. And some say that I set the precedent, and I'm willing to take that blame if that's what needs to occur. But they can see the clock the same way I can, right? (laughs) You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Would you please consider supporting Walk in Truth being on this radio station and podcast for at least $5 a month? As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team through our new Walk in Truth app. You will have quick access to our daily episodes. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons and access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. All this and more is available to you on our new Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your financial gift. Please become a financial partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Final few verses. But I urge you, brethren, bear with this word of exhortation. He's basically saying, I know this has not been an easy letter for you to deal with and to hear, but please bear with it, because I could have written more, (laughs) end of 22. I've written to you briefly, right? I think every pastor, I, I tell you, uh, and, and at Living Truth, it's kind of a running joke because the younger guys, have you noticed, they preach longer than I do. And some say that I set the precedent, and I'm willing to take that blame if that's what needs to occur. But they can see the clock the same way I can, right? <laughs> but here's what happens. Sometimes when you're preparing a message, you're like, you know, am I going to have enough material? And then you're like, oh, I have so much material, I don't know what to do. And sometimes you, you only preach part of what you've actually prepared, but you trust that the Lord will ferret that all out. So he says, I've written to you very briefly, take notice, 23, that our brother Timothy has been released. So there we know that Timothy had been in prison and had been away from them, with whom, if he comes soon, sounds like the author, wherever he is, is close to Timothy's location. I shall see you. So if Timothy comes, I'm going to come with him. It would be nice if we knew more about the specifics of the author, but we just don't have enough. But this is good news. Take notice, our brother Timothy has been released. What a blessing to hear that, right? Uh, I'm sure a lot of people were worried about Timothy, and to know he got out of prison uh, was a, a wonderful word of encouragement. 24. Greet all of your leaders and all the saints Those from Italy greet you, and if you have a New English Bible, greetings to you from our Italian friends. And I got to tell you that I thought I liked verses 20 and 21 until I found out that Italians were mentioned in the book of Hebrews. And many of you who know me know why I'm so excited, because Italians always have to tell you they're Italian. Honk if you're Italian, you know. Whatever, whatever the license plates may say. And now you know on biblical authority that there's greetings from the Italians in the Bible right here, Hebrews 13, 24. So now my correspondence will read greetings to you from our Italian friends. And I might send a little pizza dough, maybe a side of meatballs. I don't know. But I'm pretty excited about verse 24. Apparently you're not because I'm getting a little bit of mixed reaction. <laughs> My wife prepares the slides for uh, these sermons, and she does such a wonderful job. And she read through the text, and she was like, Italy's in the Bible? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Italians. And then she was like, oh, yeah, Rome, right? Yeah. 
That's the backdrop of the New Testament. Rome's dominating Israel. Yeah, all that. Anyway. But you can see that relationships are obviously very important in the church. Greet all your leaders. Greet all the saints. What a wonderful um, family we enjoy in the Lord. Those from Italy greet you, whether they're in Italy or from Italy is debatable. And then, as many letters in the New Testament and grace be with you all. We've learned about a throne of grace. We've learned about an altar of grace in the book of Hebrews. And grace is such a beautiful word. Some have said you can take the letters as God's riches at Christ's expense. But grace is a word which speaks of the benevolent goodness of God. Grace upon grace upon grace flows from him. Grace is all of God's benevolent goodness toward his people. And I'll tell you what, he keeps giving it to me. Amen? How about you? He pours out grace upon grace upon grace. Strengthening grace. He saved me by grace. He strengthens me by grace. Paul said, uh, he told Paul, um, my grace is sufficient. My power is perfected in weakness. And he says, may that grace be with you all. Another benediction, and this will be the last. This is 2 Corinthians 13, 11 and 14. It reads this way. Finally, brethren, rejoice be made complete, be comforted, be like-minded, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, and all God's people said. Father, thank you for the book of Hebrews. We've enjoyed our time together delving into its pearls and beauty, uh, trying to mine the truth within it, trying to make the right application and trying to understand. And I think it's clear what's there that Jesus Christ is our sympathetic and superior high priest, ever living to pour grace to intercede for his people. You know every need, Lord, in this room tonight, everyone who will interact with this message at some point, whether on the YouTube channel or by radio or wherever it goes, you know what they need. And my prayer is that you would pour out grace upon your people, grace upon grace, so that it would be so thick and so full that they can't even, it would just be an overwhelming flood, Lord, that you'd open up the the windows of heaven and pour out saving grace for those who don't know you tonight, stabilizing grace for those who are in a storm, strengthening grace for those who may feel weak. So many beautiful dimensions of grace and we're just grateful that the letter ends as other New Testament letters do with this rich desire that the people of God would bask in the grace of God. And that grace is in a face. His name is Jesus. But it's also a grace we can discover in one another through your power and your grace in our lives. And I pray, Lord, that you'd be ministering to folks and they'd have a little bit of moment of reflection to hear from you and what you'd have them to do and how you'd have them to rest and and even to respond in a way that pleases you. So we thank you. As we close uh, this time on the book of Hebrews, it's been wonderful, and we, we praise you for it. In Christ's name, amen. 
You've been listening to Honoring Honorable Leaders, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 17 through 35. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Now, we have pastors on staff that would love to speak with you if you need prayer or counsel. Or perhaps you have questions about Jesus and the Christian faith. Call Walk in Truth Tuesdays through Fridays during daytime hours at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. Now here's Pastor Michael one more time before we go. Well, as we close this time in the book of Hebrews, it's been a wonderful thing to think about. A great benediction in the book of Hebrews And the prayer from the writer of Hebrews is a prayer that God's people would look to the great shepherd of the sheep purchased with his precious blood, and that he would equip you for every good work to do that which is pleasing in his sight. You know, as we uh, have taught through the book of Hebrews, and for that matter, we've been doing Christian radio. This is probably about year 15 for me. Uh, on the airwaves and sitting in a studio, just sharing my thoughts at the end of a, a book of the Bible and the end of a broadcast. And I, and I just want to say, I'm grateful. I'm just grateful that the Lord has opened up this platform. And uh, if you take a look at our website, walkintruth.com, that's walkintruth.com, you'll see that we're not on a ton of radio stations. We're probably considered more of a regional ministry than a national one. And that's okay. Because you know what? Wherever the Lord wants us to be, that's what we desire. And so we've been praying and we we make needs known to you, as you probably know, if you've been listening for a while. But you know what? In the end, the great privilege is to get the word of God out, the good news of the gospel out to whoever would listen. As we close a book, you know, often when we do a final verse uh, within the church that I pastor— I always like to just reflect for a moment and think about the significant journey that we've been through to tackle a book of the Bible. In the book of Hebrews, is 13 chapters. I taught through all 66 chapters of Isaiah. I've taught through the entire book of Job, the entire book of Genesis, 50 chapters, the entire book of Exodus, and many, many more books I could tell you about. And I will say this, whenever a journey has concluded, I'm just grateful blessed. And there's many of you who listen regularly to this broadcast that I don't know, and I I don't know that I'm ever going to meet you this side of heaven, but I am planning on meeting you the other side. And for some of you, you've ended up at the church that I pastor with some great other pastors and leaders, Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. And it's so exciting to, to meet a radio listener. Because all we're doing really is a Bible study together, you know, when you think about it. And it's so cool and it's so neat because when I originally felt like the Lord gave me a heart for radio, I was flying into Ontario Airport and just saw the houses as you get closer to the ground, house after house after house. And you start thinking, because I do have a heart for evangelism, Lord, how do we reach all these people? How do we bless those who We may never have a chance to interact with personally. There's only only so much time, so many people you can meet 
So many people you can, you can become friends with and connect with. But radio does something special. And our heart is to expand it wherever the Lord would have it to go. So that's it. That's the book of Hebrews. We are going to start the incredible gospel of Matthew with a big emphasis on the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. You're going to notice that as these messages unfold, the kingdom of God is going to be at the center. And my goal as I continue to teach through Matthew in our home fellowship in Corona is to explain what the kingdom is and help you and I understand what it means to us, the kingdom of God. So I want to really encourage you to jump on board with us on the journey through the Gospel of Matthew, an incredible book, and there's amazing things ahead. So that's going to start right here tomorrow on Walk in Truth. Hey, tell a friend, keep us in prayer, support us as you can. If you want to see us go, to more places and minister to more people. It's walkintruth.com. Thank you for your prayers, for your love, for your heart. And we'll see you right here, Lord willing, tomorrow for the intro of the Gospel of Matthew. See you here. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. You gotta check it out. It's available in your app store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for the beginning of Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Matthew called The Gospel of the Kingdom. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.